Hello, all my beautiful people. It is time once again for another amazing episode of If You Give a Data Podcast. So this week I have with me a wrestler out of the Oklahoma area. He is a dad just like me, and we have a lot of good times talking about our kids as well as some of his wrestling career in this great episode. I am very excited for you guys to hear this one. And the guy that I'm talking about is JD. He has been part of STF as well as had some pretty awesome matches in his singles career working with uh, Wrestling for a Cause, and I'm very excited for this one, like I said. There are a few moments in this interview where the audio might get a little bit garbled, but for overall, I am very happy with this one, and I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode. So stay tuned, listen to this one, it is great. And for those of you who are here just to listen to the JD episode, welcome. I hope that you enjoy what you hear, and I hope that you stick around and listen to some of the other great episodes we have here as well. So, if you guys are as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey dad. So where did you actually train at? I made a really good career out of being able to bump, sell, and I had to punch me face. I wasn't about to call you dad, so... (laughs) Seriously? I felt like I was in an anime or something. People get really mad at those videos for some reason. Like, it triggers certain people. Yeah. Wow. I was actually lost as an infant, and I was taken in by a traveling group of independent wrestlers. (laughs) I love it. I'm excited for this one. Bro. Get punched in the face on the daily. Do you always do these interviews with your shirt off? <laughs> what? Man, this guy won't shut up. All right, everybody. So today I have with me a Oklahoma-based wrestler who um, was part of STF. Uh, as I told you before, he is uh, the other half. When I had Alex Royal on a few months ago, we've talked with him. And this guy actually came very highly recommended by Alex to me. He's like, man, you should really get him on the podcast. So I'm very excited to have the other half of STF on here. And that is JD, the everyday man. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. I appreciate you having me on. I'd like to clarify, I am the better looking half. Alex (laughs) will tell you differently, but I I definitely think I'm the better looking half. (laughs) All right. All right. (laughs) He got the brains. I got the beauty. (laughs) <laughs> i gotta have something you know right he's got all the shiny gimmicks and everything i gotta be something <laughs> oh that's great yeah he uh he definitely uh he he glams it up not well maybe not glams it up but he definitely puts the sparkle out there whenever he's uh doing his stuff doesn't he oh for sure he's got all the shine and the gimmicks and the you know, there was a there was a time where we we had just split uh, as a tag team, and and I was like, it's hard not to be a fan of his. Like he's yeah. he's got everything that I want to do, and then right. I've just got this everyday man gimmick, and it you know it's it's one of those things. It's you know it's shine and everything, and it's nice and kind of makes you want that. So good for him. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong with being the everyday man, though. It's a lot easier on the. On the wallet, you know, I don't have to buy shiny <laughs> shoes and nice vests. I can just come out, pair of jeans, boots, and a freaking button up. <laughs> yeah, no, I I know he's talked about on his podcast, you know, all the different gear and stuff that he's bought over the years and stuff. So 
I'm sure he has spent a pretty penny when it comes to that stuff because he has different gear all the time. All the time. Uh, what's funny about that is, is the next time I wrestle, mm-hmm. I will be in the same gear that I've had for six years. I mean, I have three or four sets, but, mm-hmm. you know, two are tag team and then two are individuals, uh, you know, everyday man gimmick. Uh, right. But I'll, I'll wrestle again in the same pair that I, I debuted in as a singles wrestler, you know, six <laughs> years ago. So and I don't you- buy gear very often. Yeah, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, you. Sorry, you cut out there for a minute. Hopefully, it's not too spotty. I live out in the country. Oh, do you? <laughs> <clears throat> well, I live out in the country, so hopefully, it's not too spotty. Um, I'm having to hide in my truck actually in the moment uh, because I've got kids everywhere. I've got five sons, and they all run around like crazy. I'm watching four of them on the trampoline right now. Oh wow! Uh, eight ducks and one chicken that roam the yard, and then I've got four dogs that attacked me outside so i'm like i have to hide in this truck <laughs> to get any kind of silence for this podcast so but i appreciate you having me on and it's a it's an honor and i'm gonna i'm gonna chill in this truck for the next hour or so all right man five boys <laughs> man that's that's something i've got a boy and a girl and they're a handful so i can just imagine having five boys oh yeah they are a uh, handful but i love it and i wouldn't have it any other way uh, five sons um, they range from 12 to 5 and i've got a set of twins in there oh wow and it's just so cool because you know two of them have played football uh, mm-hmm. two of them play basketball and then the smallest one he's just a little mix of everybody right <laughs> so uh, it's kind of the best of all the different worlds and and we just keep doing our best you know right that's on. all we can do for sure yeah so uh, we're kind of going to just jump right into your uh, to talking about you a little bit here. And uh, what is one of your earliest memories when it comes to wrestling? Earliest memories of like my own, um, you know, becoming a fan. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're implying? Okay. Yes. Uh, I have memories of my sister and my brother. Um, they're both one six years older than me. One is three years older than me. And they were huge wrestling fans before I was. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool because I remember one Halloween, my, my brother dressed up as the one, two, three kid and he looked terrible. And I mean, terrible. <laughs> um, but he, he threw on a shirt and he cut up the bottom of it and wrote one, two, three kid across it. He didn't look anything like the one, two, three kid, but I thought, who is this guy? I've never heard of this guy. And then sure enough, you know, I go home and, we turn on the TV and we watch Raw and it's like, okay, cool. Like I'm into this. And then uh, a few years later, you know, me and my sister, we would always go swim at the YMCA mm-hmm. and then we would have to leave early. We would have to leave early before they closed because we wanted to get home before eight to watch Raw. Yeah. So it was just a cool memory of like something my brother loved, something my sister loved. And now years later, they don't even watch wrestling or care about it. They probably still think Stone Cold's a every every week wrestler. <laughs> They're like, "Hey, how's that WWF?" Oh no! I'm like, "Can you guys get more dated?" <laughs> but you know, but they love my wrestling, and they don't know what's going on in the real wrestling world. So right. it's funny, you know. That's cool. Uh, so, what would you say actually made you decide to get into it? I know you pretty much you grew up with it, uh, like a lot of the rest of us did. 
So what was your moment that was like, you know what, this is what I want to do? Um, there was, a, I, I want to say there was a lot of different things that really made me uh, want to be in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, as a kid, obviously, I watched it nonstop. Right. Um, I went to the to the movie store and I rented Judgment Day 99 a thousand times <laughs> and Rumble 92 a thousand times. And yeah. It's like the two options they had. Right. And, uh, you know, and I got to the point where I was like, you know, I was writing my own storylines for wrestlers and I started to uh, draw my own characters uh, for my own wrestling band. And they're all terrible. They look like animes and avatars and it's terrible (laughs) but i was like everybody's different you know except for a set of twins asian twins i don't know why i had asian twins but i thought that was the coolest thing (laughs) uh, all right so i yeah i I would draw these characters and i would give them bios and nicknames and and eventually it just progressed and i was like you know what i could actually do this so of course wrestling my pillow turned into wrestling my friends uh, which turned into eventually saying, well, I'm going to actually find out how to do this and where to start. And I'm going to go and I'm going to make this happen. Okay. So did you start out in backyard wrestling? Like, uh, I know there's a lot of, um, people that I've either (laughs) talked with or, you know, um, I've heard episodes with even on like the Alex Royal uh, podcast and everything, you know, uh, he's talked a lot about that. Did you start out in backyard wrestling as well? Yes. So I think everybody that, starts in wrestling almost starts out in backyard wrestling right um a lot of people don't want to admit it yeah <laughs> to be honest because uh, they're for there for a while it was kind of frowned upon yeah it was almost taboo but yeah yeah in all reality uh yes i started in backyard wrestling um i remember we put tires down on a uh on a uh the ground of a field uh-huh. and there was like horses and cows and everything all over the place <laughs> And we put tires down and then plywood. And then my buddy was really, um, he was like a little architect at the time. And he drove these poles into the ground and he put hose through these. He would drill holes in them and he put water hose all the way through them. Uh-huh. And we had two ropes and we started our own entrances. And we took uh, little metal plates and we drilled them into this, you know, this belt. And we had the whole thing. It was really cool. But the weird thing is, you know, we're... 17 year olds 16 17 year olds wrestling with you know 12 year olds and and brothers and cousins and and of course it progressed and uh but we took it seriously and we had you know two-time champions and we had music and cameras and uh it was very cool and then it progressed over time and you know i started backyard wrestling with um, alex royal and and his family and Mm-hmm. uh and obviously it progressed from there <laughs> so <laughs> it's a it's definitely a taboo thing but i will say i did learn a lot right as dumb as this might sound i did learn a lot from backyard wrestling because i did i did start to understand okay this is a selling moment this is you know the bump and feed i started to pick up those things because i did watch wrestling and i i did do it in the backyard and i just started putting two together and uh i think it worked out pretty well yeah 
you know, I think one of the big things is for people, uh, what they think of when they hear backyard wrestling is they think of those DVDs that came out in the early 2000s, you know, which was pretty much uh, yeah. that that's where everybody's mind goes to. And they're like, oh, that's not wrestling, you know, but it wasn't all <laughs> like that. You know, there actually were people who were no. putting on good matches back then. I, I I have gone on record and saying this before and I'll say it again and people will fight me. I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> I have had a better backyard wrestling match with a friend or a young cousin than I've seen some of the actual promotions in Oklahoma run yeah. with professionals. I've had yeah. better matches when I was 16 with a 12 year old cousin than I've, I've seen at certain wrestling shows around here. Yeah. Um, no names given, but it's just one of those things, you know, some people take it more serious and yes, I do know those DVDs cause I had, I don't know, maybe four or five, yeah, <laughs> and they were cool. Like you gotta see blood, you gotta see guts. You know, like definitely not the wrestling that I did in the backyard. <clears throat> we took it serious. We did lockups, we did holds, we did actual chain, which was terrible at the time, but it was still chain wrestling. Yeah, um, and of course you used weapons at some point, but that wasn't the whole point of the match. Right, and uh, you know, in an off the record kind of moment, it's. I do remember those DVDs because, like, every 20 minutes there was an advertisement for some chick in a <laughs> in a uh, jacuzzi. Yeah, if you remember what I'm talking about, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, and she was she was always half naked or worse. Yep. And uh, being a young kid watching those DVDs, I was sold. So yep. that right there, you know, you're like, okay, all, all right, yeah. That. I was like, yeah, I'll buy the next DVD. You're right. <laughs> Which I think they were VHS at the time, but. Yeah, they. Yeah, I, I believe school. that they did start out as VHS, but I, I just remember because it was late at night is a lot of times where you would see the advertisements for it, you know, around the same time that you'd see like the Girls Gone Wild DVDs, uh, you know, yeah. on TV. So you, you knew it was something that maybe you right. shouldn't watch and everything, but it just made you want to watch all the more. Exactly. Yeah, it was just as taboo as backyard wrestling, you yeah. know, like, yeah, but that's why we were into it. So. <laughs> <laughs> So where exactly is it that you uh, trained at? Because I know you eventually you transitioned to get some formal training in wrestling. Uh, where was that at? Um, so I started off with a, I want to say this. So I actually started off, I knew a guy through a guy that my mom was dating. And she was, you know, the guy over and he was like, oh, you want to be a wrestler? My nephew wrestles. I'll introduce you. And of course, I don't believe him. Because at this point, I think wrestlers are all stars. Like, yeah, they're the top of the top. And then I meet this guy and it's uh, Dexter Hardaway. I don't know if you've had him on or not, but he's a he's a good he's a good he's got a lot of stories. So if you ever want to reach out to him. okay. Um, Dexter Hardaway came and uh, introduced himself and we just kind of got off to the sort of the race from there. And he said, "Okay, well, I'm I'm having a show up in Oklahoma City. If you want to follow me up there and we'll train and. And so I went up there and I wrestled with him for a few nights and I wrestled guys that were just my size, six, five, you know, 275 pounds at the time. And uh, it was really cool because these guys were my size and they were hitting me as hard as they could. And I was just coming back for more. And, and in that same night I was, you know, I'd already felt like, man, I've done this. Like, this is my, this is my life's goal. Right. And, uh, that same night in the main event, it's like a hardcore match, tag match, something or other. 
and I watched this dude get his eye eyelid slid open by barbed wire and his oh. eyelid is hanging over his actual eye. Oh no. And I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> like this is amazing mm. but terrifying at the same time. Like yeah. I don't want to do that, but yeah. I definitely want to be a wrestler. And you know, and then at the time there was no training facility. So it was just kind of, you know, you had a trainer and whenever you could get to a show, you would train. This is where I say, like, you know, I definitely respect uh, Dexter's because we didn't have wrestling shows very often. And mm -hmm. he would come to my house and he would train me in my yard. Oh, cool. Uh, you know, I would do uh, up and overs. I would do uh, ring positioning. Um, you know, I would mimic the fact that we had ropes. So yeah. I was doing like three steps, turn, three steps, turn. You know, I was respecting the fact that he was taking time out to train me, even though we didn't have a ring. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've told this story on other podcasts, but, uh, my dad had passed away, um, in July, the same year that I started training. Hmm. And so he was like my biggest supporter. You know, he was the only one that actually believed if I had my dream set on it, he, I could do it. You know, whether that be starring in a movie, being a wrestler, writing a book, comics, whatever the case, yeah. He believed that if I decided I was going to do it, I could do it. And right. no one else in my world gave me that kind of support. And uh, so he passed and I decided, you know what? I'm going to step away from wrestling. I'm not ready to go back because mm -hmm. my last conversation with him, I had said, Hey, I met this girl and I started training to be a wrestler. Well, mm -hmm. that girl's now my wife and wrestling's, you know, obviously the love of my life, my career choice. And yeah. uh, so it was just kind of defeating. You know, I said, I'll take a break and I'll, I'll come back in another time. I took a couple of years off and then uh, I met Alex and we kind of got together and we decided like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. Um, we went to wrestling and I'm sure he has some of the same stories. We went to wrestling. Uh, we trained at a few different places in Oklahoma. We weren't treated great. And I understand there's difference. There's a difference in like how people were brought in, you know, years ago how people were brought in when we came in yeah. and how kids are brought in today. Right. You know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, they'd beat the shit out of you. And if you came back, okay, you came back. Right. Um, you know, and then we came in almost a decade ago and, you know, similar times, but a little, a little bit easier. I don't want to say easier, but there wasn't that mentality of like, let's just beat them up and see if they're tough. Yeah. Uh, but they definitely beat the crap out of us. And, that's not really what we had signed up for. We've, we've talked about this before, but their champion is, you know, wearing pajamas to the ring oh. and he's hung over from the night before. Oh no. And he's telling us to take our shirts off so he can chop the shit out of us. And, uh, yeah. so it's like, we didn't sign up for this. We want to be treated like with a little bit of respect. Right. Um, so we had left long story short, we'd come back a few years later. Uh, wrestling for a cause mm -hmm. uh, it's an oklahoma based uh, company yes and we had met tim rockwell mm -hmm. and he had said okay we'll train you every show if you just show up and help uh, we'll train you and sure enough it was a monthly um, every month maybe a couple times a month we would show up we'd set up the ring we would do the whole show we would train the night before the night after mm -hmm. and we got our training in and it was really steady and uh that was where it really started to pick up. Like this is going to actually happen. And t 
Tim is a great guy too. You know, I've had him on the show and, uh, he has a big heart. He's always there to help people who want help, you know? And so wrestling for a cause yeah. is a, is a organization that every chance I get, I will advertise for them on my podcast or my, my page, you know, because I, I definitely believe in what they are producing. So, uh, yeah, Tim's a great guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tim's all right. <laughs> now Tim's a good dude. Um, WFC, WFC, I can't say enough about them, man. I've, I've been doing shows with them for uh, over eight years, and it's one of the coolest things I've had. I've built relationships with families. Um, I've built relationships with fans through WFC. Yeah, uh, you know, I've shared heart, I've shared heartbreak with families. I've held families. Um, I've been able to go to hospitals and, and visit some of these kids. Yeah, uh, and I have relationships with some of these families to this day that we did shows six seven eight years ago and i still have them you know on, on direct message or whatever uh, you know on facebook and mm-hmm. i bump into them in my hometown um it, it, it's a really cool deal and i respect that a lot and uh, and plus on top of that they put in quality entertainment you know you go to some yes. of these other uh, you know local feds and again it's not talking crap but it's wfc has always been able to produce these actual wrestling shows with you know, 90% of actually good wrestlers. Yeah. And uh, they give the fans their money's worth. And right. It's quality. I've gone to other shows in Oklahoma. That, yeah. Quality. And, and if anybody knows me, I've, I've gone on record saying this before. I, I'm a quality over quantity guy. Yes. Uh, I'd rather have one good match a month than four decent matches. Right. That's why you don't see me wrestle very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I know it, it's probably got to be, um, with having five kids and being married and things like that, I know how difficult it is for me to balance having a full-time job and doing this podcast. I can imagine what it's like trying to do that and wrestle at the same time. I'm sure that that uh, is a very yeah. delicate balance that you have to keep. It is a struggle for sure. Um, yeah. Some of my favorite memories are uh, wrestling shows um, mm-hmm. because over the years, I mean, my kids have grown up in wrestling. Right. Like my oldest is 12. I mean, yeah. when I, when I was started wrestling, he was four. Okay. Uh, whenever me and Alex split, whenever me and Alex split, he, uh, we, we had just found out we were pregnant with our last child, our five-year-old. Okay. And the guy that was making my like t-shirt and all my gimmicks, mm-hmm. he put four stars on my, on my gear. Mm-hmm. And I had told him, I said, Hey, I'm going to need you to add a fifth star. And he was like, really? You're pregnant? And I'm like, yeah, add a fifth star because we're about to have another one. That's cool. And it was kind of funny because he's the first person to know. Like Alex didn't know. Uh-huh. You know, a lot of fans, you know, some of our closest wrestling friends didn't know. Right. But the guy who was making our designs, which also is a, you know, backstage uh, help mm-hmm. and a good friend, you know, but he first wanted to know is like, hey, make sure to add a fifth star because we've got one more coming. That's cool. It's a very cool, uh, it's a very cool thing, but it is, it is hard. And, and I know other families do it and I know there's a lot of people that do it. Right. Um, but for me, you know, I have five, you know, I've got five kids. I've got a wife who you know, isn't always a wrestling fan. Yeah. Uh, she hates watching me go through it. Um, especially to this day, I've got, I've got a bad knee and I've got a bad back and, uh, she hates it. Absolutely hates it. 
but she knows I love it. So she supports me the best she can. Right. And uh, my kids love it. Except for one, my, my 10 year old, he doesn't like watching me wrestle anymore. Um, really? Because he doesn't want me to get hurt. Uh, yeah, he, that uh, makes sense. Yeah. He was a mega fan. And then I broke my leg in the ring. And ever since that day, he's like, I'll skip your show. I'll stay home with mom. <laughs> like, oh. he doesn't want to watch me go through it. And, right. And I respect that because, you know, he's my little, my little football player. And he is, I'll say this, like, he's good. Yeah. Everybody that watches him pulls me aside and says, your kid's a true football player. Yeah. He's smart. He's, he hits harder than anybody else. And he's one of the smallest kids on the team. Okay. Uh, but when I watch him play, you know, I'm like, I'm that same way. Like he hits somebody as hard as he can and he gets up and they stumble up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still worried about him. And, uh, <laughs> but he's a, he's a tough kid. He's like me, you know? And so that works. Sometimes our kids are a little bit more resilient than what we know, especially when it comes to stuff like that. And I, I know what it's like you still worry about them, you know, even though you know that they're tough and everything. I've seen that a few times with my own kids. So yeah, I, I totally get that. That's the one thing in the world, like, you know, and I know you'll understand what I'm saying. That's the one thing in the, in life that's, that's hard to deal with is your kids is because yep. the, my biggest fear is them getting hurt and, right. and not like helicopter parent. Like I'm making sure they're duct tape, you know, bubble wrap. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. not how I live my life. <laughs> they can go out and get hurt. I'm talking like severely hurt um, or even hurt, you know, mentally, like Emotionally, I don't want yeah. them to ever feel, feel like I don't want them to ever be let down. And, right. you know, I try to give them the best dad that I possibly can be uh, yeah. and, and best friend and, you know, biggest supporter. Yeah. Um, I cheer them on. I coach them. I do everything to build character. And, uh, you know, there's times that you just feel, I, I go to bed at night some nights so I'm like, man, I wish I could do more. And I still am already doing so much, you know, and like, I just want them to, to know that I'm there for them and, and uh, support them. So I know it's like a little random. Oh, go no. off the script there, but man, I love that. Know, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. Yep. I, I am exactly <laughs> the same way. You people don't understand it unless they have kids themselves though. Yeah. Yeah, I've got quite a few friends that don't have kids yet. And, uh, you know, I just try to tell them like, like everything that I've ever done, championships, winning tournaments, like main events, applause, mm -hmm. standing ovations, all those things mean nothing to me right. because I watch my kids do something successful yep. and I am 10 times more excited for them. <laughs> yep. My son won defensive, my, my, my 10 year old won defensive player of the year and, uh, in football and, I it was like it felt better for me to watch him get that than it did me winning my own championship, and that means a lot. And then you know my my eight year olds, the twins, they just uh -huh. wrapped up their basketball season, okay. and <clears throat> at the beginning of this, it was their first time playing basketball, and and they were kind of uh, they had a really crappy team. I'm not gonna lie, uh, <laughs> but to see the way they stepped up as leaders, yeah. and they went to the postseason tournament and then they didn't, nobody said, you know, everybody said we would lose the first game and we won. And then they were like, Ooh, you're playing a tough team. You're going to lose that. And we won. And then yeah. we played the other Vertigris team, which is all better players than our team. And we beat them. And it's like, my kids are making me proud. Like <laughs> they're leading this team to victory. Yeah. 
And I'm okay with saying that because we, all the parents know, like, you know, JD's kids are kicking ass, like <laughs> keep going, you know? So yeah, it's one of those proud parent moments and you know, I can't say enough. That's cool. Yeah. I'm getting it, excited just thinking about it. So. <laughs> yeah. It is an <laughs> exciting thing. Yeah, I, that's one of my favorite things to do is to brag on my kids. Yes. Yeah. Yes. My, uh, and, and my oldest, you know, speaking of bragging on our kids, my oldest is that he's kind of like me. So I tell him all the time, I say, son, I didn't realize how big I was until it was too late. Like <laughs> I was okay at sports. Yeah. And then I found football, but I found yeah. football too late. Ah. If I would have like fine tuned everything, got into football, I could be in, you know, I could have gone to college, you know, and gone from there. You never know. Right. Um, and then same with wrestling, you know, like I knew I was big, but I didn't come in and wrestle big man style. I wrestled more of a smaller guy style, which makes me look a little weaker. Um, <laughs> I tell them all the time. I'm like, you got to understand you're good at a lot of things, your size, your, your ability. You need to understand those things now. Yeah. Because when you're going like, he's he's just like i was where like he's really really creative on like these editing apps mm -hmm. and he makes all these football at you know football edits and these these cool uh wrestling edits and he does all these really cool effects and i'm like dude you could be in hollywood one day you could be working for wwe putting together these video packages yeah for espn working together on these and he doesn't understand that but i'm telling him the truth like right. if you want to do this you can do this. Like, just believe in yourself. Yep. And of course, his big flex is like Ben DiNucci, the former backup Dallas Cowboy player, uh -huh. current Seattle Sea Dragons quarterback. Okay. He follows him on, t on TikTok. And so he's like, that's his big flex. He's like, my friend DiNucci. Like, but <laughs> he, he puts all these hits of football together. And, and I guess Ben DiNucci saw him and liked it and followed mm -hmm. him. And so it was really cool. And, that is really and cool. He, I'll post something on Facebook and I'll get I'll get six likes, and then he'll post something on TikTok and he'll get you know ten thousand likes. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> like you're doing something right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Dad yeah. doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> oh man, I I love it because uh, yeah, art. My kids are that way, but it's in. Uh, I have very musically inclined children. Um, I've got one that's about starting band. That's I've got. Awesome. A, a daughter that's in choir we're actually going to the capitol on thursday and uh she's pr uh, going to be singing so you know it, it's uh you can hear the smile in your voice when you're talking about your kids and i can relate to that so well now that's that like you said that's my favorite thing to do is brag on the kids and and just so you know show them how good they could be and i do that with other people's kids too like yeah i love other people's kids you know i try to boost their confidence and and i tell my kids all the time i say do as much as you can at this age because there's going to be a day where it's all over and you turn into an adult and if you're not doing as much as you can well guess what what's the one option you have is probably a job a 40 hour a week job and then you get into debt and you get into bills that's where i'm at yep but I don't want you to live that life. I want you to right. reach for this guy as much as possible. Exactly. Exactly. I tell, I tell my kids that all the time, you know? So yeah, no, I, totally. So do you have any other hobbies that you like to do? Uh, I am a, how would you say? I am a man who has many 
interests and would right. love to do many things. Yeah. But I don't, I don't put a hundred percent into any of them as much as I hate to say that. So I have, I have wrote multiple little, uh, mini scripts, you know, short films. Okay. And I have done a few. Mm-hmm. I have helped on a few of, uh, you know, some of my friends, little short films. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I do a lot of different drawing and I try to do like some painting and drawing and I've done some really cool artwork in the past, uh, much of which I've sold or given away to other wrestlers or fans. Um, and I wish I could do that kind of stuff more. Um, yeah. I wish I could invest just a little bit more time into doing those things. Yeah. Because again, with, you know, time and, and you know, repetition become, you become better at it. Right. Um, so some of these drawings I've done of, you know, fellow wrestlers in the past, I wish I could continue to do those things and get a little bit better and better. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said about my oldest son, he does edits, uh, video editing, and he's kind of showed me a few things. So of course I've dabbled in that with him. Okay. Um, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm a, uh, you know, like I said, <laughs> I'm a man who, has many interests, but I don't have a lot of time to do any yeah. of them. Yeah, uh, and also I don't, I don't believe enough that I start to d- put a hundred percent behind one. I got you. You know, besides wrestling and family. Yep. You know, because I work time, I come home, I immediately take care of the animals. We've got basically a little tiny farm out here: uh, ducks, pigs, dogs, cats, kids, um, <laughs> each other. Yep. Uh, and whatever else runs up here on the property, I guess. Um, and then, of course, I'm I'm involved in their schooling, and I co- I help coach and um, everything I can do to support them and and to support my wife and make things easier on her. Um, so other than that, I mean, I'm not good at music. I wish I was. I've always said that if if I had a different calling other than wrestling, mm-hmm. I would love to be a, a musician. Uh, country rock one of those okay and i would just be up on stage as possible (laughs) but i don't have the voice for it so well i mean there's a whole bunch of them that you know don't really have the voice but they got the uh entertainer side of it down pat this is true this is true well i (laughs) i don't know if i have that much either i i tend to get up in front of uh people i don't know like Uh when i'm in wrestling mode yeah I'm I'm stressed a lot in the back in the backstage area. I'm I play it cool, um, and, and a lot of the times, a lot of the times I'm good. Um, but I definitely it weighs on me. Like okay, I'm about to go out. I'm about to go out. But then the moment I step in gorilla and I'm standing there, yeah, it's like none of that matters anymore. Like, right. All my stresses go away, and I'm the most confident person there is. Yeah. And uh, but you know, then if I give a speech at a wedding. I have no idea what how to talk in front of people. Uh, I did my my brother in law's I did my brother in law's best man speech and I'm like fumbling for words and I'm like I don't even know what I what I'm supposed to say and everybody else wrote stuff down and like reading from their phones uh-huh. and I'm up there like open my night just like <laughs> hey so she's pretty he's not <laughs> wasn't very good. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, it, 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 it's different, you know, uh, you're in a different mindset, I guess you could say. Oh, yeah, for sure. So we're going to 
kind of go back into some of your wrestling and stuff here for a minute. Um, I kind of want to ask you a few questions on that. Um, who would you say is probably one of your Absolutely. favorite people to wrestle? Um, so favorite people to wrestle. I would, my favorite, I have to say my favorite guy to wrestle would be Sam Stackhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, he's picked up a lot of steam lately. He's like wrestling for GCW and yep. he's become real big in Texas. Um, he, he and I just gel well together. Um, right. he's, you know, 500 pounds or 400 something pounds. Uh, he's always been the big guy. I like wrestling big guys mm-hmm. because I can kind of have the small guy mentality. You know, right. I can do some of the fancy stuff and yeah. I can do some of the more act, you know, acrobatic stuff. Uh, but me and Sam, we always just gelled really well. Um, and he was never, he never, ever, ever made me feel like I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'd say, Hey, I want to do, I want to do this tonight. And he'd be like, that's a great idea. You know? And, <laughs> and it turns out it was a great idea. The fans popped and we, I remember it was my first singles match and I believe Alex was injured or out of town. I don't remember which. And I took a booking in this little old fire station of a of a company uh, in Oklahoma, and it was terrible. It was a terrible place, but it has a lot of good memories. And um, I showed up, and I was like, okay, who am I wrestling? And they said, ooh, you're going to wrestle that cameraman. And I was like, damn it. Why would I come here for that? You know, and I was brand spanking new. Yeah. And Sam walks up and he's like, who are you wrestling? And I said, oh, cameraman over there. And he goes, no, 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 no. And he walked up to the booker and he's like, hey, I'm wrestling JD. And oh, cool. I was like, holy crap. Like, awesome. And and he was like, you got any ideas? And I was like, I got a couple. And then by the end of our match, like I was walking backstage and everybody was pulling me aside. And they were like, you guys just stole the show. You just tore the house down. And I'm like, this is my first match singles match (laughs) and i wrestled a guy that has all this name value and Mm -hmm. i beat him and i'm like this this is awesome (laughs) so yeah sam stackhouse hands down we can do the comedy bit we can do the serious bit and we Mm -hmm. can just trade blows um the one thing i ask him not to do is punch me (laughs) because he did not throw good punches yeah and he had almost knocked me out a couple times <laughs> and he knew that too <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was like he told me in the back he's like i'm not good at punches i'll just let you know that and i was like dude you almost knocked me out twice <laughs> like don't punch me anymore um uh-huh. but no he he's a great opponent I, yeah i tell him all the time anytime he wants to wrestle i'm in yeah he's a super down to earth guy too i've had him on the show and i actually <laughs> When I had him on, it was last minute. Like the person I was supposed to record with uh, had to cancel maybe a day or two before. And I sent him a message and I was like, anyway, you would want to be on the show. And he was like, heck yeah, man, let's do it. And uh, it, you know, he's super, super awesome down to earth guy. Yeah. He's never made me feel, he's never made me feel like uh, anything was a waste. You know, right. like anytime I had an idea, he had time to hear it. Anytime yeah. I had, just some random thought come to mind he would listen yeah and and that was regardless of his character you know regardless of his ability or in-ring stature or whatever it was like you're taking time out of your day to actually give me feedback and and be an open ear i respect that more than anything and uh, 
and it helps being really good in the ring on top of it. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I've seen him do things that uh, a lot of big men don't do. He kind of takes from Bam Bam Bigelow a lot and everything, yeah. you know, doing the things that, wait, you shouldn't be able oh, yeah. to do that. So, yeah, exactly. People were anytime we did stuff, you know, it was always the, to get the most out of those little things like his agility. Yeah. You know, hey, do that spinning hill kick. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to bump this get out of that and uh you know and then he would go up for his moonsault and of course i would roll out of the way mm -hmm. i would tease like i'm gonna moonsault and then he would freaking uh, electric chair me off the top mm -hmm. and he electric chaired me at one point and we're both big men and we hit and we both bounce up at least a foot off the ring oh and it was the loudest impact we'd hear and it we we always had good matches and yeah. uh uh, and I love them to this day. That's cool. So what would you say is probably one of your favorite feuds that you've had? Um, so that's the thing is, I mean, I never really, I, I, I've, I've wrestled for a long time, but I've really only had a few notable feuds. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, obviously Alex and then again, Alex years later. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, I wrestled double D uh, in a big story and uh but if i had to be honest i think uh stf versus the pen pals would probably be my favorite and it was when we first came in uh -huh. um we were a tag team simple of the future and they were an upcoming tag team pen pals and i remember i thought like dude we're the four young up and coming like studs like we're gonna be the show one day and yeah. um and as dumb as it sounds, I remember going to the others and I was like, dude, we have the chance to be like the Hardys and Edge and Christian. And everybody laughed at me. <laughs> and uh, I was like, no, for real, like we're mid card right now. We're like opening the show. But one of these days we're going to main event and we're going to be the two best tag teams there is. Yeah. And sure enough, we won the tag titles and we started this feud with them. And, you know, like our first match, they were like, hey, you got 12 minutes. Uh, ah, psych, you got eight minutes. Hey, we got six minutes. And we still had a really good match. And then, you know, a few months later, we have more story and more build. And and by the end of it, we're main eventing shows. And I was like, hey, remember when I said we were going to be the stars? Like, people are like, people are coming to us and saying, you guys had the best match on the card. You yeah. know, like, you guys are having the best tag matches we've seen in a long time, if ever. Yeah. And, you know, in this area. And I'm, I'm eating it up. Cause I'm like, I told you guys, this is where we could be. You find me corny, but I was right. <laughs> <laughs> so pen pals, STF, some of those matches are on, uh, on YouTube. If you ever get bored, and you want to check them out. They're probably terrible now, but in the time, like they were really good. Uh, the four of us really fed off each other really well. Mm -hmm. Um, and we did title swaps, you know, we, they beat, they beat us for the titles, Months yeah. later, you know, we were we were turning to babyface, and they were like, "Why don't you guys beat us? One, you know, um, beat us fair and square." And so, of course, we we beat them fair and square, and you know, and and it, it showed like, "Hey, we can be good guys too." So, right. it was a cool it was a cool story. That is cool. So, how does it feel to actually be tagging again? Because I know that y'all haven't actually tagged as STF until. Was it this last year is the first time that y'all did it, did that in quite a while? Yeah. So, yeah. So in April 
uh, of last year mm-hmm. was the first time that we'd come back together as a tag team in a long time. Yeah. Um, and the first time that we had come back together as a tag team in WFC, period. Okay. Which was really cool because when you think about independent wrestling mm-hmm. in this area, especially, like if if two guys turn on each other in this company, well, then the next night, 15 minutes down the road, they're tag team partners again for a different company. And right, right. Me and me and Alex, we never looked at it like that. Like if we split, we're you splitting. Split. Yeah. Like completely. Yeah. And we wanted to be real. We wanted it to be as real as possible. And so we didn't like each other's stuff on Facebook. We didn't comment to each other. We almost like deleted each other out of each other's lives after we split. Oh wow. Anytime we were around each other at a locker room. We stood apart. Mm-hmm. Um, we would uh, pass each other in the hallways. We would always give each other looks and talk our smack um, because that's that's the way it goes. Is all too often like you know these two guys split and they break up or they turn on each other and then they're still riding together to the shows. Right. They're still they're still best friends. They're still sitting with each other in the back. You know they're they're going out back smoking together. Yeah. Um, and the and and fans see that, right? And me and him, we, me and Alex, we really wanted to portray something different, and uh, so we split, and we never tagged anywhere else uh-huh. for years. Yeah. And then we finally tagged um, at an OKX event, which was our little brainchild, mm-hmm. and uh, but we had never tagged again WFC. And then five, maybe almost six years later, we finally come back together for one night, and it was the. If I've ever had one of those nights in wrestling that just went perfect, yeah, it was that night. I wrestled three matches that night. Oh wow! Uh, three tag matches that night in a big tournament, uh-huh. and uh, everything, everything felt right. The fans they were one hundred STF. Uh-huh. The the promoter the like tag teams that we look you know that we had looked up to were coming to us excited to work with us, and right. it was a really cool deal. And I, I left that tournament a year ago in April. I left that tournament and I had told Alex, I said, you know, if I never wrestle again, I'm 100% satisfied because tonight went so well. Everything was perfect. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, and we've tagged a few times since and it's, it's always been awesome, but that night just holds a special place in my heart so that's cool yeah so something you said a minute ago much respect for that the when you were saying that you guys pretty much y'all were keeping kayfabe alive doing that you know and not a lot of wrestlers do things like that anymore and it's kind of nice to see that there are still people out there who take it serious enough to do that no yeah i i appreciate people noticing that and it's one of those things that, you know, I'm trying I'm trying to think of how to put it out. It's one of those things like, yes, we were still friends. Yes, we still talked all the time. We still it's a mutual out, understanding. You know, but we tried not to make it. Yeah, we tried not to make it a visual aid. You know, right. we, we tried not to take a lot of pictures. I think we posted maybe a couple in those years off together. Yeah. And it almost felt like people are going to see it and be like, what the hell? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Why are they friends? You know, and yeah. But that's the story we wanted, and that's what we got. And so I really think we started to make people believe. Yeah. It was a really cool deal. And people to this day, they were like, 
you're either Team Alex or you're Team JD. Like, which one are you? <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's kind of hard to do that because I know you all have your big trip that you do every year as a group. So it's probably hard to, you know, not get pictures oh, yeah. in there. So I'm a picture guy. And... Are you? So how did that actually get started? To Because, uh, I mean, you all go on some pretty cool stuff. I think was this year you all went to the Royal Rumble, didn't you? Yes. So this year we went to the Royal Rumble, uh, which was an awesome trip. Um, I had a lot of fun. Saw the river walk. Um, I had never been to Rainforest Cafe, which is really cool. Okay. Um, a year ago, we went to WrestleMania um, 38, whatever it is. Yes, yes. Uh, that was really cool. We went to WrestleMania night two. Okay. Uh, super. Man, I watched night one. I watched night one live. Uh-huh. And I was like, dude, they got Austin Owens. They got, you know, Cody Rhodes return. They've got all these good matches. And what do we have? You know, freaking Austin Theory and Pat McAfee. Yeah. And, but I ended up having a blast. Sammy Zayn, Johnny Knoxville was phenomenal. Like, yeah. that was a great match. Yeah. And just to hear the reaction live, phenomenal. That's cool. Um, the, uh, I'm trying to think. Mr. McMahon's last match, even though it was garbage, mm-hmm. dude, I'd never seen McMahon. And so that was a bucket list for me. Did you pop really hard for and that then, one? Uh, oh, big time. I'm a McMahon guy. Like I thought, well, <laughs> I want to say that with respect, but right. Yeah. You know, I've, I, I grew up with this guy. And right. Yeah, for sure. Whether he's garbage or however he books or whatever, seeing him live and hearing his music that I've listened to since, you know, as, as far back as I can remember, yeah, dude, I popped hard, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then, of course, he wrestles, and I'm popping even harder. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm a kid, you know, yeah. and I'm a kid, I'm a grown kid, just having a ball, and yeah. it's a phenomenal time. And uh, it was just a good time all around, and we've had some really good trips, and it's one of my favorite things that we do. That's uh, cool. And I'm a, I'm a destination guy, yeah, or not a, de- I'm a trip guy, yeah. Um, so it doesn't matter where we're going, but the time that we spend going there is the best part of the trip. Yes. Yeah. Um, I laugh so much uh, on those trips and we tell stories and it's just a good time. Yeah. And then of course we eat way too much junk food, which is terrible, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm the everyday man. I do what I want. Exactly. <laughs> so would you say that you have a, um, a favorite match? I do. Okay. I would have to say, Myself versus John Cross, UWE main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was his second back, second match back out of retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you know John Cross, or if you've ever heard of him, he's single-handedly the best Oklahoma wrestler of all time. Okay. And uh, he's just got the it factor. He's everything you want in a professional wrestler and more. Uh, yeah. He's got the look. He's got the style. He's got the charisma. Yeah, it's kind of an asshole outside of the ring. <laughs> you know, like, or at least he was, um, and he did not like people, but damn, was he good at his craft. And, uh, Alex was actually feuding with him, uh, for the title. And I was kind of Alex's right hand man. And so of course he books me in a match against John and, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> and I'm super excited. This is my, this is the one big fish that I've never wrestled in, in, in my entire existence. And this is the one match I've wanted. Yeah. And, uh, three minutes in 
so I go out there and I'm all hyped and, you know, he's talking, you know, he's talking to smack and, and I'm, I'm just like soaking it up and I'm, I'm, I'm ready. And, uh, about three minutes in, we, we trade our holds and we do some stuff and shoots me off the ropes. And as I'm coming off, he rolls and he drop kicks my leg. A movie's done a thousand times, right? Yeah. But my leg snaps. Oh, so he kicks me in the knee and my knee bends backwards and he breaks my leg on the spot. Mm. And I immediately drop face forward and I rolled in my back and I'm grabbing my knee. and I know something's wrong. Mm-hmm. I can just feel like I heard a pop. I heard something snap. And then out of nowhere, two big boots are coming to kick me in the side of the face. Ooh. So I take the drop kick to the face and I roll out. Yeah. And, uh, and this was the match that I was so excited for. And like, I have all of my family there. Um, all of my friends are there, like main event packed house. Yeah. Like this was awesome. Yeah. And three minutes in, I get drop kicked in the leg and I can no longer put weight on my leg. Oh no. And the ref rolls out and he's like, what's going on? And I go, I think I broke my knee. And I, I said my knee at the time thinking you can break your knee, I guess, but you know, <laughs> I mean, I technically like, I you can break knee. it. Yeah. I broke my knee. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was like, it was my leg. And of course the first thing that comes to my mind is, Oh, I broke my knee. And uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm out there on the, on the floor and I'm grabbing it and I'm in pain and I'm, uh, I'm screaming. And, and, you know, if you go on my Facebook and you search, you can find the pictures and my knee is completely backwards. And, you know, it's like an arrow pointing the opposite way. Yeah. And he's like, do you want to continue? I'm like, I'm like, F yeah. And I kind of push him out of the way. And yeah, I start working my way back up and John's coming up and he goes, you do good. And I said, yeah, I'm fine. And we continue to wrestle back and forth for 30 more minutes. And oh, wow. uh, there's a lot of stuff that in that match you see that mm-hmm. I'm hurting because mm-hmm. like I pick him up for a power bomb. My knee almost gives out. Um, I pick him up fireman's carry. I'm, I'm going to go for my finisher and my knee buckles backwards and I drop. Mm. Like, I fall forward. He falls on top of me. Uh-huh. But because I have one leg and no stability in the other. Yeah. And I took an absolute ass whooping in this match and I gave one too. At the end, you know, he, he defeats me and uh, I rolled to the, you know, I rolled to the outside and I get helped to the back and I immediately collapse to the floor. Everyone's coming to me and they're all like, dude, that was great. That was great. You okay? You okay? Uh, and I'm just like, oh, man, I appreciate it. I loved it. Thank you. You know, thanks for the chance. <laughs> yeah. While I'm on my back, you know, I'm laying on the floor, and the promoters over me like, maybe the best match we've ever had. And I'm like, well, you're blowing smoke up my ass, but thank you. <laughs> um, but it really was one of. I could easily say it was at least top ten matches of all time. You know. Okay. Um. And and. Uh, you know, of course, John comes back through and he's, you know, he says whatever. And he gave me a lot of props and yeah. And then the next, you know, my wife's like, what do we need to do? And I'm like, nothing. I'll be fine. I'll drive home. <laughs> I'll oh, drive wow. home. And so I drive, us, I drive us the hour home and, mm-hmm. you know, I pass all the hospitals on the way home. And she's like, are you sure you don't need to go to the hospital? And I'm like, no, I'm fine. I feel fine. No, I'm not fine at the same time. You know, I'm <laughs> yeah. telling myself that. <laughs> and 
my leg still barely works and we have three steps to our front porch Uh and I get home and I walk slowly up all three and I get to the bedroom and I collapse on the bed and my wife's like, are you okay? And I go, no, we need to go to the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid thing. It took three steps and me getting into my bed for me to realize, no, I need to go to the hospital. I broke something. Oh, wow. And we turn around and we go back to the hospital and they take x-rays and everything. And they're like, Oh yeah, you, you, uh, you broke your whatever. I can't remember at the time. Uh, they're like, Oh, you broke this, you broke that and you tore this. So I'm like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> the best match I've ever had. I broke my leg three minutes into it. <laughs> and, uh, so of course I announced like, Hey, I'm going to be taking time off to heal. I was a champion in WFC, so I had to relinquish that. Yeah. Um, and I said my goodbyes, you know, whatever. And I had so much feedback and I appreciate all the, all the good comments. People were like, dude, you know, you have heart. Like it made me feel like if I had to pick a moment in my career, Mm -hmm. that means a lot to me breaking my leg. And then people telling me like, dude, if I would have broke my leg, I'd have been done. Yeah. And you continue to, a main event, a stellar main event. Yeah. Like that ballsy. And to get a lot of those responses, it still to this day, it like makes me proud. Like, was it stupid? Sure. Could I have injured something worse? Sure. But am I proud of the fact that, you know, I turned in this really, really good performance on a broken leg for 27, 28 minutes with a broken leg. And I had match of the night, almost match of the year. Um, like, it was a really cool deal. And uh, that match holds a special place in my heart. Um, I don't remember what the initial question was, but <laughs> but uh, that holds a special place in my heart. Okay. And, uh, I mean, yeah, that answers my question. And then I missed... <laughs> so you said you missed a whole year. Uh, yeah. I had, you probably uh, had to have surgery. Actually, I didn't, actually. Uh, they put me in a brace, and I had to wear that for all I, don't I had to wear one brace for three weeks and then I had to wear another brace for almost two months, but it was really small. So you didn't really notice it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can, I was back at work three days later, three, four days later. Oh, wow. Um, I had to have surgery. Thankfully that was the best part. It, he yeah. said the way it snapped, it snapped completely to where if we align it, it's going to heal back in place. Oh, that's good. Um, so I'm very, very thankful for that. Uh, but it was definitely a scary break, uh, and it and it definitely took a lot out of me. And even to this day, like if I get you know obviously wear and tear on on my work day, my left leg it mm-hmm. starts to wear out, and my lower back wears out. Yeah, I know why the left leg wears out, and it's because of that. It's not as strong as it used to be. Yeah. So, but yeah, I had missed a year. Um, I had missed. I was able to go back. I think about three months later, but I had kind of transitioned into this like grumpy um i, I want to say like grumpy anti-wrestler yeah and so i was like f wrestling i'm gonna stay away um <laughs> because it took a toll you know like for sure yeah and i've said this i've said this on you know alex's podcast and i broke my leg and um all these people give me all these props and all this you know emotional support and then it's like the next day who's JD and yeah, that, that kind of took a mental toll on me. Um, right. 
like nobody was reaching out to me saying, Hey, here's some ideas for when you come back. Um, Hey, here's some ideas. If you wanted to come to this, this wrestling company and work, um, the guy that broke my leg showed zero interest in doing anything again. Yeah. Uh, which was kind of, kind of sour, you know, it kind of left a sour spot on me. And then, right. and then of course, like year end awards come around and, you know, I've got a couple of people messaging me saying, man, that was match of the year. I know it. And right. then, you know, my opponent self is like, Oh, that wasn't match of the year. This other match I had was match of the year. And I'm ah. like, dude, you broke my leg. <laughs> Show me some respect. Yeah. And so it's just one of those, I, I'm sure I turned into a freaking diva about the whole thing, but I went through a good stage in my life where I was bitter towards wrestling and I missed a lot of wrestling. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it kind of sucks on me because I could have had some really good matches and some good memories, but instead I chose to be, um, bitter, you know? So, man, it, it happens. You know, uh, the thing is though, uh, you are back <clears throat> now. So, you know, that's, that's something that you can say. It didn't take it away from you completely. Exactly. And this, like this little run that I'm on now, it's, I'm not trying to go out there and steal a show with anybody. I'm trying to go out there and give the best show possible i'm just going right. out there to have the most fun yeah uh you know, me my opponents uh the fans like yeah never before i know this is gonna sound random but in this last year i think i've had more fan beers like fans giving me beer than yeah. i've ever had because <laughs> uh, i'll wrestle and then like mid-match you know one of my friends will be out there and he'll be like jd jd and he'll hold up a beer and of course what am i gonna do I'm going to take the beer, I'm going to chug it, and then I'm going to slap this guy in the face, you know? <laughs> and, and I'm going to throw him back in the ring and continue to whip his ass. Yep. And it's it's a blast. Like, I'm not going out there trying to steal the show. I'm not going out there trying to tell the best story. I'm like, what would I think would be really good? And yeah. I wrestled a few guys that were not good wrestlers at all. Yeah. So I made it more of a fun story. You right. know, one guy... I threw him on a table and, you know, on a fan table and I took his own boot off and I poured <laughs> water in his boot. Cause I didn't want to tear up his boots. I'll be honest. I didn't want to tear up his boots. Yeah. So I poured water in it and then I shook it all around and then I poured it into, into his mouth uh. and the fans, <laughs> the fans went nuts. They thought it was the best thing ever. And I'm like, this is how you entertain the fans when a guy can't wrestle, you know, yeah. like, yeah. You know, you're not trying to go out there and show imperfections. You just want to go out there and give them a show. And, yeah. And so I thought that was classic and the fans loved it. And, but I told them ahead of time, I was like, dude, I don't want to tear up your boots. I'll use water. You know, I don't want to use beer. <laughs> I don't want to use soda. Yeah. I'll use water because I'm a boots guy. Yeah. I, I don't want to tear up your boots. And right. So he thought that was funny. <laughs> that that's a, a very <clears throat> uh, creative way of uh doing something I, I like that a lot that's that's really funny so i just have a few more questions for you before i get you off of here would you say that you like to be a heel or a face more what do you enjoy doing more i have not been a heel in a very very long time uh -huh. um i think my character is uh, too homegrown and too organic to for me to really turn on the people uh-huh um i've always been like the man of the people right you know i was here once and i remember my my son was sitting in the guardrail and like 
I had just won titles. I just won the tag titles as a bad guy. Yeah. And I went by and I like gave him a little side hug. And when I got to the back, I got so much shit for that. Yeah. Like, why would you hug your son? That makes people think you're a good guy. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I don't care who I am. My son's <laughs> proud of me and I'm, I'm proud of myself. Like, yeah. And, and, and if anybody knows me, I'm not one that really likes, I don't want to say disrespect, but like, there's different ways to come at me, you know, like, right. I, I'm not going to fight. You. I'm not going to argue with you, but like, come on, show me yeah. some respect in the back. Like I do it to you. Show me a little bit of respect. And, and so I just, I made it clear. Like I'm always going to be, my family is my family. Like right, comes first, whether I'm good, bad, evil, whatever they're with me through and through. So if I high five my kid on the way out, I get the fat guy next to him, the middle finger. We're good. <laughs> your kids can be hills with you. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, to answer your question, I have been a face 90% of my career. Okay. I like being a hill from time to time. I'm, I think it's a lot of fun um, mm-hmm. and I have a good time doing it. Yeah. But face is easy, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a people person. I like to, I like to enjoy my time. Um, and I think it's easier to have fun in the ring when you're a good guy. So yeah. I would have to say baby face. Okay. All right. So do you have any dream matches that you would like to have? Uh, dream matches. In this area, I have wrestled pretty much. I want to, I hate to sound this way, but I've wrestled everybody. I want to really wrestle. I got you. Um, some of my dream matches would be a do over. As dumb okay. as that might sound, a do-over against a couple of people. Uh, Luke Langley mm-hmm. is top-notch. I don't know if you've seen some of his stuff. He's phenomenal. Oh, 100%. Uh, yes. He is probably he is one of the best athletes I've ever seen. Um, I had a match with him a few years ago, and it was my first match. At, it was my first match back after I broke my leg. Mm-hmm. And you have a guy who sat on the shelf for a year <laughs> who is not conditioned very well. Yeah. And I am facing the best wrestler in the state. And, right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we had a phenomenal match. Like, it was great. Yeah. But Dan was cardio compared to mine, not the same. Like, he was running circles around me. Yeah. But we were still right there, one heck of a match. And uh, so he would definitely be on my list. I would love to run things back with him um, in a better condition. And, uh, give him the the match that he deserves to have, and uh, and then of course John Cross, uh, mm-hmm. the guy that broke my leg. Yeah, he's retired again. He's you know moved on from wrestling, but if I could have a match with him, I would uh, love to get the chance to do it over. Um, yeah. But other than that, I really don't have any dream matches. Of course, all my kids are coming out here. What? Is he done? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> of course. <laughs> can you turn on your headlights so we can wrestle on the trampoline? <laughs> like, yes, son, I will. That's great. <laughs> because it's pitch black out here in the country. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. It, I, I was just happy that it was light out longer today. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Like, they love it, too, because they get, they get to spend time out here. And, you know, I get to come home from work and play outside for a couple of hours. So, yeah. It's one of the best things there is, man. That's what I love. For sure. So one last thing that I want to ask you, and uh, is there anything that maybe you would like to say to your fans directly? Um, Man, 
my fans directly. Um, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. So I obviously I've said thank you a million times, but I want them to understand when this is all said and done, when it's all over, I want them to know, like, I never lied to these people and I never tried to convince them of my character. I never tried to convince any of my fans who I was portraying. I, I want them to understand like the guy that they got in the ring, the guy that they got at the show, that is yeah. me 100%, yeah. no gimmicks, no nothing. That is the reason I am the everyday man. Um, I'm very simple. I'm very, uh, I, I love doing this. And, uh, you know, I've never been one that's like shying away from showing off my family or being proud of my family or, um, being proud of others like right. alex is my rival at times but guess what i support him through and through the i love the guy i love his his you know his drive for the business is far better than mine uh he he's constantly thinking of new ideas and new you know ideas for his gimmick and and ways to sell his character and i don't do that i'm just like hey tonight you're gonna get me and that's it and yeah. uh if you like it you like it if you don't you don't yeah. and uh, i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna i'm gonna have a beer with one of my best friends in the crowd and then i'm gonna stunner somebody in the ring and <laughs> and then i'm gonna you know and then i'm gonna go to the back and i'm gonna support the other guys and right. uh i just want the people to know like it's been a long journey and there's been times that i've hated wrestling and i've gone over that i've been bitter um, I've been angry at wrestling and there's times that I felt I was due, uh, more than I was given. And there's other times where I was on top of the world and felt like, why do I have this? I don't deserve any of this. And, um, but man, that whole ride, all of it, they got me through and through. They got me a hundred percent. I never had to fool anybody. I never had to make anybody believe. And I love that because in a world where, the crazy gimmicks and the most outrageous stories and the, uh, the shiny jackets, the masks, the characters, the, uh, the ambiance, all that sells. I was able to just be me. And, uh, and I adapted a whole following, you know, people that supported me and people that knew that, Hey, JD's not here because he's at his kid's football game. And we love that, you know, right. or like JD's going to be late because he coaches his kid's basketball team. Like, that kind of stuff. And, yeah. and they never, they never cared because that was the coolest part. They were like, he is who he says he is. He's a family man. He's a everyday guy. Like you catch him at his work Monday through Friday and he's going to talk to you just like he is right now. Yeah. And so to all the people that are listening to this, whoever took out the hour or whatever this is, I appreciate you. I love uh, telling my story best I can. There's a lot of stories I have. Anybody can always message me. Anybody can always pull me aside and, and I will tell them anything uh, from my career. I'm an open book. Um, I just love it, man. This is one hell of a ride. And, you know, it's coming towards the end and and I know that and and I'm okay with that. It's time to, you know, I, I, I've said this before, but, you know, kind of like I touched on earlier, it's time to start putting my kids' careers ahead of mine. Yeah. Because they're they're getting older and they're starting to develop 
you know, leadership on the basketball court, leadership on the football field, um, leadership in school. And it's like, I want them to know I'm their biggest fan and uh, kind of swap roles. Like now it's my turn to cheer you on from the crowd and, and push you as far as you can go up the ladder. So yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. All right, man. Well, it has been great talking to you tonight. I've really enjoyed every minute of this and uh, hopefully I'll get to see you wrestle in person here pretty soon. I would love it, man. You follow all the dates and let's, let's make something happen. All right. Sounds good. You have a great night. You too, bud. Thank you. What's up everybody. This is the showcase Alex Royal, brand new host of when this microphone hits my mouth, you, well, you get the idea. We're going to be bringing you guys new episodes every single week, keeping the same popular style format that we had on What Can You Offer, my other podcast with John Cross. Be sure to check that one out because every once in a while you might see another special episode and you never know, John might cameo on this one every once in a while. But we're going to bring you unique perspectives on all things Oklahoma wrestling, pop culture, entertainment, podcast, and really, honestly, just anything that pops up. We're just going to have a free-for-all, have conversations, have guests, and have a grand old time. So be sure to check us out every single week. The goal is to have a new episode drop every single Friday. So you, yourself, your friends, and everybody else listening to this right here can check us out. Be sure to check back. It took me 10 years to make the perfect man cave. And then we took it over. And we made it into the multiversal chamber. Then I started my own podcast. And we took that over too. And we're the co-hosts, the Multiverse Kids. Yeah, and I'm the dad, the geeky dad. And every week, we what? We review the movies, shows, and books. Games and toys. Yeah, and sometimes we even have a special guest. So, join us every week on the Geeky Dad Podcast. We are talking with words, and we are checking out every movie, every book, every video game, every TV show that we can get our hands on. Welcome to Talking With Words. I'm sorry about your eardrums. You're here with Rob. Sally. Cameron. Ryan. And David. Man, that fucking delay kills it, doesn't it? It's going to be fun in the edit room. You should let right. him go first. So how well do you know your favorite movie? How much hate do you have for your most hated movie? Because we can definitely help with that. I'll buy you a drink. You don't have to flirt. So tonight we're going to watch <laughs> Memento. Hey, we're going to watch Nope. And we're going to watch the new Thor movie. You know this is also called The Big Salad? Maybe she had ribs like Matt Houston. They're just made of jelly. I was thinking the same. <laughs> You're so fragile. <laughs> you touch them and they just snap. Uh, Russell Crowe, when he comes down to address Thor, his little stop and pause, and he lifts his like little his skirt. His skirt up and walks down. Yeah, he prances down the oh, stairs. It was, it was so he good. He has not aged well. Come nerd out with us and talking with words anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Yow! Charlie, take it away. Are we recording? All right, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed that episode with JD. It was a lot of fun to talk to, and I think he had some really cool stories that I enjoyed hearing from him. And I can't wait to actually bring him back on the show. Uh, I've talked to him a little more since then, and uh, he's just a really awesome guy. And I can't wait to see what happens next with this guy. 
So I've got some pretty cool episodes that are coming up that I think you guys are really going to enjoy over the next few weeks. Next week I'm recording with two people. Uh, the first one will be uh, Drew Smith. Um, he is a country music singer and songwriter as well. He has actually wrote songs that have been sang by Randy Hauser. Uh, for my country music fans, you'll know who that is. He's pretty popular. And then also he has toured with Merle Haggard. So this one's going to be pretty cool. Um, my mom, her favorite country music singer was Merle Haggard. And so, uh, you know, I'm sure that she's going to enjoy hearing this as well. But uh, I'm very excited to have him on and talk to him about his career. I've listened to some of his music and I've let my wife listen to it. And we're both big fans of what we hear. It's that style that we like when it comes to our country music. So go out there and look him up before he comes on. His name is Drew Smith. He is on Spotify. So, uh, yeah, go and look his music up. And then the day after that, I'm recording with somebody who was part of that golden class in OVW that had John Cena and Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton and Shelton Benjamin in it. And the guy that I'm talking about is Rodney Mack. He was a wrestler in WWE for years. He tag-teamed with Shelton Benjamin, and he tag-teamed with Mark Henry and uh, different people. And uh, he actually wrestles in NWA uh and so, yeah, I'm going to have him on. He has his own wrestling promotion down in Texas called Dog Pound Championship Wrestling. He has, runs a dojo down there with his wife. So I'm going to have him on next week as well. And I'm very excited to talk with him. So make sure that you come back and listen to those two episodes because I believe I've got some really cool ones that you guys are going to hear this year. I've got some returning guests that are coming in the next few weeks as well. So... People that we enjoy hearing, you're going to hear them again. I uh, put a post out there the other day asking people who who it was that they liked, who would they like to see come back, and I saw uh, a couple people on there that they want to see come back, and so I'm going to make that happen. If you guys want to follow me online and be part of these um, messages and stuff that I have, you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on Instagram, you can find me on Twitter. I update those regularly. Just go and look up if you give a data podcast. I am on all of those platforms. And if you want to send me a message or if you want to interact with my posts on there, you can do that. I'm also on Hive and I'm also on TikTok and I'm also on Snapchat. Go and follow me in all these places. That way you can make sure that you don't miss a thing when it comes to iCadap. Um, if you want to send me a line, you want to send me an email, tell me whether you like the show or if you have a question for me or if there's something you would like me to bring up on the show, send me an email. Um, I have an email address dedicated to this show and it's giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. Send me a line on there. Tell me what you think. Tell me whether you think the show sucks or if you like it or whatever else. Also, if you want to tell me how you like this show, Go out and rate and review these episodes. Let me know what you think. Go on Spotify and give me a star rating or on iTunes or if you're listening on Podbean. Go and give me a rating on these. Give me a thumbs up. Whatever it is, let me know what you guys think of these episodes. I love hearing from you guys. I love interacting with you. So let me know if what I'm doing is what you guys want to hear. As you know, I just had my anniversary of this show. This is the first episode after the anniversary episode. 
And I am very excited to see what this next year brings. There was a lot that happened in my first year of doing the podcast. And I'm just excited to see where this goes next. I'm looking at bigger and better things all the time. And I just hope that what I'm doing is what you guys like. So, like I said, reach out and let me know. I would like to give a shout out to my podcast network, which I was able to join this year. Funny story with that, the guy who invited me to it said he heard about me from a guy in Buffalo, New York. And uh, so I guess I have listeners in the Buffalo, New York area. So hello, and thank you for spreading the word about my podcast. I really do appreciate that, and I hope that you guys are all enjoying it. And uh, since then, I've been able to be a part of this podcast network, and it's called the OIW Podcast Network. They have all kinds of podcasts on there, all kinds of shows that you guys can listen to. They do everything. I mean, whether it's uh, pop culture or wrestling or anime or retro video games, any of it, you can find those kind of podcasts there. You can also find mine there as well. I also want to give a shout out to Decure for making my ending theme song for this show. I do appreciate him a lot. He has a new album that's going to be coming out in the next few weeks. Like I said, this guy is a monster when it comes to music. He's great at what he does, and if you like the way my ending theme song sounds, go and look him up. I will have links to his website and stuff in my show notes, as well as links to everybody else that I have pretty much mentioned here as well in this ending part. So go and check them out and give them some love. Like I said, very excited to see what this next year brings and what this next year holds. And I just can't wait to see where it goes. I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I will see you next time. Bye. On. He calls us beautiful people, then tells us who we have on. The best part of my day, the world blocked out in my pods. Tell my friends all about it so that they follow along. And the host is kind of nerdy, but guess what I am as well. I don't feel so alone and I began walking out of my shell. Heard a story, I need a connection I haven't felt. I'll be looking for the next one, tell then farewell. It's the podcast for me. Have it on better go see. Download and tune in remotely. It's the podcast for me. Have it on better go see. And listen closely. Download and tune in remotely. This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network.